Drop everything and hurry to the Xfinity Hello 2023 sale. New Xfinity customers can get 400 megabit internet for $30 a month for two years with no annual contract when they add Xfinity Mobile. Plus, for a limited time, get $500 back when you add a second mobile line. Drop everything and get to the Xfinity Hello 2023 sale now through January 10th. Go to Xfinity.com slash Hello 2023. Restrictions apply. Internet offer requires paperless billing and auto pay with stored bank account. Equipment taxes and fees extra. After term, regular rates apply. Xfinity internet required for Xfinity Mobile. gentlemen it's commissioner cooper and it's time for tss fantasy yeah good god (laughs) we got a really busy studio today so let's start with our introductions let's welcome to the studio greg oj the juices loose mayor what's going on fellas it is nice to see you in person but guess what that's not that just happened too many times. <laughs> but people out there, you can follow me on Instagram, Greg underscore OJ, and on Twitter, Big OJ1. Let's get it. It is a good point to be made. We are actually finally officially in a studio together. So let's welcome now Fred the Jester Reyes. Hello, this is Fred the Jester Reyes. You can follow me on my Twitter handle at TSS Jester. You, sir, are not smooth in any way, no matter how low you put your voice. All right, let's get let's get popping with Nick. You got Flandered Macaronis. I gotta follow that. <laughs> wow. All right. So, as Jason just said, I am Nick. You got Flandered. Macaronis, you can find me on Twitter at you got Flandered. Nice. <laughs> and we have one more guest in studio. Let's welcome in Dr. Jeffrey Miller. All right. As a reminder, you can keep up with the crew on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and of course our website, tsfantasy.com. All of our past shows, rankings, and our fun contests are on there as well. Come join the fun today with the fantasy show of the people. All right, let's get it popping with NFL headlines. All right, now we're on to NFL headlines. And we're going to start out with Michael Thomas in New Orleans. This was actually a lot stranger than I thought it was. So, Michael, Michael Thomas is going to be out of action until the regular season from what we know after having ankle surgery. And the word is he can miss at least six weeks. So he's starting on the PUP list. Um, Sean Payton has said we would have liked that have happened earlier. Quite honestly, it should have. So it's in the Saints general manager, Mickey Loomis, is under the same mindset. The surgery had to have should have happened earlier. So this is, he's losing one of their best offensive players for at least six weeks to start the season over a surgery that should have happened earlier. Very confusing story out of New Orleans. What is your thoughts on this and how it might affect the New Orleans offense, Greg? 
Well, I dropped Michael Thomas out of my top ten because the question mark over him is too big. And with Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill trying to get, you know, simulated with that offense and not having your top wide receiver is going to be tough, big time. So if you guys were eyeing Michael Thomas early in the first couple of rounds, don't do it. Fred, what are your thoughts? Well, I think Michael Thomas, you just he's still a uh, not uh, he's still a top ten receiver, even if he's on the bench for five or six weeks. You can always do plug and plays until he finally comes back for that for that playoff push. I wasn't taking him in the first two rounds. They're looking at me crazy right now since we're live. Um, but I do want to say something. I know uh, I was looking at CBSSports.com and Loomis did not agree with Sean Payton. Mm. What he said was that he said he hoped that Thomas's injury would heal through conservative treatment instead of surgery. And now that they did during training camp, now he believes in the surgery. I'm with Sean Payton. He should have done that. In, in June, he would have been ready by now. Uh, it sounds like he's doing a, a, you know, like I said, he's saying now that he was the surgery should have happened, but he should have said it way back when. Yeah. Uh, sounds like nobody on the sounds like the, sounds like the coach in the, it, it really sounds like the governor of Florida, to be honest with you. Nick, what do you, <laughs> Nick, what do you think? Uh, yeah, it's, it's strange because I would think that the team would dictate when the player has a surgery, not the player. Um, if you remember from watching uh, The Last Dance. Uh, it's it's kind of like a Scottie Pippen situation where um, he delayed the surgery and then Michael Jordan was upset because he wasn't ready to go uh, when the season started. But it's just, it's just weird. And for those of you that don't know about the pup list, once you go on the pup list, you are, you're inactive for six weeks. So at the earliest he can come back is week one if he goes on it today. If not, uh, he's like I said. We're looking at uh, midseason, and um, I'm gonna go on record. I do not agree with Freddie. Uh, I would wait and maybe even stream Michael Thomas if I had the opportunity because I'm not gonna stuff him on my bench for six weeks and hope and pray he he came back because I got bit a couple years ago with AJ Green doing the same darn thing. Never again. Yeah, not to start a long debate here, but that's completely wrong because you are your fantasy season, even though we're adding a game and potentially some leagues, is 14 to 13 weeks. That is half the fantasy season. You're without Michael Thomas. It is not worth it. To me, he has gone from number six to number 32 on my rankings. That's where I have him. Dr. Miller, this is a really strange story, and so I'd love to get your uh, medical insight on this. What are your thoughts on this and the procedure that was done? So Michael Thomas' injury is actually a fascinating situation. This appears to date back to a week one high ankle sprain last season. That's right, week number one. And as you recall from a couple of weeks ago, we talked about that high ankle sprain being a different beast entirely than the standard lateral ankle sprain that most of us have sustained. That high ankle sprain, it's a sprain of the ligaments connecting those two lower leg bones. And the mechanism, the way this happens is frequently when the foot's planted and the leg continues to travel downward and inward. So biomechanically, what we're talking about is a dorsiflexion and eversion sprain, whereas other sprains are the opposite direction. So why do I get into all that? A couple of reasons. Number one, it appears he damaged a couple of different ligaments in his lower leg and ankle. Number one, 
he injured his deltoid ligament. Now, the deltoid ligament is not connected to nor related to the deltoid muscle. We're going to come back to that in a moment. Deltoid ligament is the structure on the inside of your ankle, and it supports the inner part of your ankle sitting right around that big bump above your heel. That's our deltoid ligament, which is really a combination of ligaments supporting the medial aspect of the joint. In addition, with that high ankle sprain, remember we have a disruption of the syndesmosis connecting the lower two leg bones. So with that mechanism there, and with this sprain being something that we don't heal from immediately, but rather we manage throughout the season, this seems to be something he's been managing since week one last year. I am going to speculate that he thought taking some meaningful time to rest in the offseason was going to be an effective way to manage this and have it ultimately resolve. However, we got around to June, and I think Michael Thomas realized this wasn't going to spontaneously resolve. So that explains part or all of his decision to wait until June to have surgery. So I don't agree that this is a Scottie Pippen issue where he was holding out until right before the season started to do this. So I want to first of all agree with OJ. It is wise to not draft him early. I think it makes sense he's dropped out of the top 10. I'm going to respectfully disagree with the jester on this and say maybe avoid drafting him. So a couple other quick points about this. Number one, if you search online for what happened, it appears there is a little bit of confusion. And I saw one source that said he had a deltoid muscle repair. The deltoid muscles in the shoulder. Again, this is not connected to the ankle. So I'm going to speculate that a few people saw deltoid injury and got their joint confused. Deltoid ligament inside of the ankle, not the shoulder, unless I'm missing something altogether and he's got a shoulder and an ankle sprain. But I don't think that's the case at all. So surgery in June, we're looking at him being out about four months. And I, I think somebody mentioned that it might be a little less, but I, I'm anticipating him being out four months for recovery because in addition to having the surgically repaired deltoid ligament, he had a tightrope procedure on his syndesmosis, which is what we discussed to a Tagovailoa having a couple of back in his college days. So long answer to your question, but that's the situation right now with Michael Thomas. This is Freddie the Jester from TSS Fantasy. As you know, I am a jokester. But one of the things I'm serious about is the health of my car. If my car is not working properly, I take it to the auto clinic in St. Cloud, Florida. Anytime my brakes or AC needs to be repaired or I just need general maintenance, I take it directly to the auto clinic where they take care of all my auto needs. They are a complete auto repair shop. If you need repairs done to your vehicle, the auto clinic is the place. It can be found at 1524 13th Street, St. Cloud, Florida, 34769. And you can call them at 407-892-8104 to schedule an appointment. You can trust the folks at Auto Clinic that you can trust I'm about to have another snack break. So way back when, when we first started our podcast, one of our first episodes, we had a segment called Aaron Roger Fantasy. Here we go. Now, 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 unfortunately, the reality was he fulfilled none of ours. So 
we may have though <laughs> we may have our huckleberry deshaun reported to camp deshaun watson reports to camp very professional however his demeanor was letting everyone know he wants out of houston the nfl came out and said they had no plans to suspend deshaun while the investigation is still ongoing now we'll have our in-house lawyer on later to discuss the latest legal side of things but talking about deshaun fantasies fred we'll start with you where would you like to see deshaun land the denver broncos good defense good wide receivers good running game i think he elevates them and makes that division even more interesting than what it is because i love that division so in other words you're taking your aaron Rodgers analysis to, and then moving him and now putting deshaun watson and that's that's see, basically I what we deserve tier quarterback in Denver to see what they can truly do. I got you. <laughs> Nick, what are you, where would you like to see Deshaun Watson <laughs> This land? is going to be a shocker. Well, uh, it should come as of no surprise. Um, Freddie, I like your analysis, but I like mine just a little bit more. Uh, I want to see Deshaun Watson in the chief state capital of the world. I want to see him in Philadelphia in the midnight green, black, and silver because I think he is a huge upgrade to Jalen Hurts. Uh, the ceiling for Jalen Hurts is limited, in my opinion. I think he is a bridge quarterback, where if Deshaun is a franchise quarterback, and yet it's remained to be seen if all these allegations are actually true or not. And there's big rumors out there, uh, set out there by Howard Eskin, that this deal could be getting done pretty soon, uh, barring what's going to come out of the legalese. <clears throat> Greg, your fantasy. My fantasy is going to be me and Freddie's nightmare. I think Deshaun is going to end up in Miami. Mm. Miami's a ready-made team. They have a decent running back. They got weapons on the outside. They have a strong defense. And it's the AFC East. The only team that's worth anything in the AFC East right now is the Buffalo Bills. Deshaun would be a perfect fit in Miami. He'll be going back home to Florida. Cause I think he's from Florida, right? Am I wrong? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think him in that ugly-ass Miami teal would be perfect. Well, Greg, I appreciate you stealing my fantasy away from me, so I'm going to have to, on it's the fly, on the fly, think of something else. So how about this one? How about Green Bay? We just talked about Aaron Rodgers. How unhappy he was. They only signed him to a one-year deal. So if he goes, look who his heir apparent is ready to go. Deshaun Watson, you re-signed Devontae Adams. The offense doesn't skip a beat. So there is a fantasy on the fly, we'll call it. <laughs> All right. Speaking of Aaron Rodgers, he did report to camp. Um, he's getting back Randall Cobb is all well, um, at least for this season, it seems like. So it seems like uh, what he says at his press conference yesterday, I don't know if you guys got a chance to see it, but it was ba mm. he basically went on about um, – how the, your organization treated its um, veterans. He didn't didn't like the way some were treated on the way out. Um, he wanted to be a part of decision-making. He put it in a way that I thought was interesting when he talked about his job and even said it to the reporters in that way, that I wanted to be involved in decisions regarding my, my job, my workplace. It made perfect sense to me. Um, I totally get where he was coming from. Um, listen, at the end of the day, though, we're all excited to have Aaron Rodgers back. What are your thoughts now on the Green Bay offense? Um, and are you buying in since we're not, they don't seem to be fully buying into to Aaron. Are you buying into the Packers offense this season, Nick? 
Uh, well, I'm going to take back everything that I said earlier in the season about uh, Aaron Rodgers and, and my analysis. Um, I think he was right in everything he said. Um, I, as he was talking, I sit back and I reflect, and, he, and he's right for his caliber of play. And for as long as he's been there, he should have some say about who comes in and who doesn't. So I think he's he's right in every way. To Jason's other question, I think it's going to be, I think that was a cryptic message that they, uh, him and Devontae both did put up the uh, last dance picture. Uh, I think this is their last dance. I think they're going to go on a revenge tour. Um, I think it's going to be a monster season for the both of them, and I highly recommend that you that you draft them as soon as you can get them. Greg, what do you think? Well, I don't want to go too much because I do have to give my in-depth analysis on Green Bay later on in the show. <laughs> but I think I agree with Aaron Rodgers 100% of how Green Bay handled the release of some veterans on the team. So as I heard earlier today that um, someone said, to the NFL, welcome to um, welcome to the NBA. So, like a lot of star players in the NBA have their blueprint, their hands involved in who comes and who goes on their team, aka LeBron James. So, I think Aaron Rodgers should have a say on who comes and who stays with him because he he nearly holds every record in Green Bay's um, um passing book. So, I agree with him one hundred percent. Fred. <laughs> I was just going to have naturally get into it. But, yes, uh, Fred, your thoughts. I, I, do, I, do want to say, I totally disagree. If I'm the GM of a job anywhere in the world, I'm not going to have somebody under me do my job. Because then if, I've, if it fails, that's on me for listening to that person. It's my job to do what is right for the team. Now, especially when you're not even going to potentially be there next season. So you're saying – so if I, if I believe if I read it correctly, they said we're all in this year, but on the on the terms, he can be out of his contract next year. So I can't put my faith as a GM in somebody for one year that potentially has my job in their hand. Can't do it. Okay, but okay, I see your point. But let's say let's say you are a GM uh, and you're top salesman. Year in, year out, gets the best amount of sales. Wouldn't you want to make that person happy rather than tick them off? Even though if you know that they're going to leave the following year, you would want to get the most amount of sales out of them before they leave. No, because it's only one year. My job, I might have a five-year contract. I can't base one year on my whole contract. Your company might have a record year. Doesn't matter. He's not there next year. And he might. He's not guaranteed to win. Let me interject for a second, fellas. But you got to understand, Freddie. If you listen to Aaron Rodgers, this didn't just happen this year. This is an ongoing problem. So when you lose a Jordy Nelson, a Clay Matthews, a Reggie, a Cobb, these are players that work well with the team. And you don't consult me as your star player, as the MVP who's won you a Super Bowl. And you don't take my opinion, that's a slap in my face. I go out on that field every day for you, put my life on the line basically for you, and I'm pushing the team in this direction for you. And then you take my weapons and my friends and these pieces away that makes it harder for me to succeed. So it's not a one-year thing. You keep going back to the one-year contract for this year, but this has been an ongoing issue in Green Bay. 
It's, it's just like, like like Nick said, if, if I'm your if I'm your best salesman or your best um, producer, producer, whatever the case may be. And just like in my in my job, I'm going to ask my best salesman, share with the team. What is your opinion? What can I do to help you guys succeed? I do that all the time. So I'm going to go to my best player and say, listen, what do you need to succeed? Do you need, do you need some water? I'll go get the water. Do you need some chips? I'm going to buy you a bag of chips so you can stay on the phone and make more sales. Whatever you need for me to succeed and us to succeed as a team, I'm going to do that. But it's not a one-year thing. I think also to his point, Fred, to, yeah, yeah. to what Greg's saying and to what you brought up, he only said that now. Like, he said that now. He said, listen, since let, let's let bygones be guidebunt. But in this new contract, I want to be I want to be able to get out of it, right? That's what he's saying, now, right? right? So, so, as Greg said, if you would have took care of business, Green Bay, a while back ago, we wouldn't be here, and Aaron Rodgers wouldn't be asking that. He wouldn't be saying that. So, if they would put the faith in him like he had, was asking for originally, he wouldn't have asked for that in his contract. Exactly, but it's to what you just said. He's had all these players, and he's produced, and it's been said many times, produced one Super Bowl. That's not so, all his fault. So let, let, but, let but, me interject real quick. I'm going to give you an example. I'm going to give you an example. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let me finish my thought. Let Rick speak. Real quick, real quick. Fred. I was on my I, thought. I'm, I'm to, your thought, but I'm going I'm to cut you off real quick. Real quick. We'll go back to you. Tom Brady. One Antonio Brown. They gave him Antonio Brown. One in Gronk. They gave him Gronk. When he was in New England. You you don't tell me Bill Belichick didn't go to Tom Brady and say, "Hey, I'm thinking about bringing in Randy Moss. Are you going to be okay with that?" They did the same thing with Antonio. Br- Wait, they did the same thing with Antonio Brown when they brought him into New England. Belichick went to Brady. B- Brown lived with Brady while he was in New England. You're going to go to your best player and say, "Are you comfortable with the moves that I'm making?" Brady want look Tampa Bay. Brady asked. He received, and they got a ring. I've got another one for you. Jimmy G. He went Jimmy G out of there. He went to the owner. Got Jimmy G out of there. And Robert Kraft says, okay. 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 Listen, he's had weapons previously. We all knew back when, in his, 10 years ago during the prime, it was the defense that held Green Bay back. All these years they drafted for the defense to help the offense. Obviously, defense was championships. So now he's unhappy. It's his own fault. He didn't win more than one Super Bowl. No. He had Aaron Jones. He had Clay Matthews. He had Donald Driver. He had Jordy Nelson. He's not calling the plays. Jason, let me I'm, finish. That comment right there. I have nothing else to say. When, when in New England, everybody knew Belichick calls everything. You could be nice and say, hey, Brady. Yes, what do you think? But at the end of the day, he's going to say, I do what I want. So, Freddie, uh, this is my last point. Yeah. So, if Belichick went to Brady and said, I'm bringing oh, in Brown. This. I'm sorry. We and Brady said no. The, point, the whole question I'm was. I'm, whole question I'm was, done. I'm done. The whole question was. Done. Where do I think I can? With one year left, one year left, I'm gonna do what's best for my job as a GM. But this is an ongoing so issue. I'm going with Jason. I'm training this fool and trying to get the Sean Watson. Yeah. Well, I have five years after the year. Hold on. After this year. Well, I, no, I would do it this year. Hold on. I gotta say this. This one thing. If it's doing your best as your job as the GM, right? Wouldn't it be? Best for you as a GM to make your star player happy, to win a Super Bowl, and then if he leaves, fine. But you get an extension, and you can stay in your job longer. We we talk. We're good now. We're done. Let's move on. Let's let's move on. And I'm gonna I'm gonna also say this. I'm gonna say this point, and we brought this up when it happened. Look what the Titans did for Julio Jones. Look what they gave up. Are you telling me Green Bay couldn't have given that up and made like look look Aaron we're trying here's Julio Jones apart from a Devontae Adams are you ready they could have easily made that move 
If you are leading change, building a team, or implementing new procedures, Gonzaga University's online master's in organizational leadership gives you the tools for success. With concentrations in change, global, and servant leadership, you'll get the most relevant training and education to help you tackle any challenge. Visit gonzaga.edu leader and find out how Gonzaga's organizational leadership degree can affect positive change in your life and career. That's gonzaga.edu leader. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But they didn't. So that's, to me, is telling. That's all That's all I have to say. For If, for my, if I was Aaron Rodgers... I would feel the same exact way. All right, so let's move on. Since we talked more about Aaron Rodgers, that we if we talked about, we don't want to talk about him, and we talked about him more than anybody else. Man, Kamish, must be hard trying to get us clowns to come together for the show. Yeah, especially keeping us motivated during the Jeffers snack breaks. It's almost like we need a counselor or someone to at least consult us because we don't know what we're doing. Luckily for us, we signed the best coach in the business, Vision Coach and Consulting. They have led the way for business professionals for over 20 years. Yeah, you know what? They offer business coaching, life coaching, and consulting services that can put you back on your track for your personal goals. You don't say, Nick. You know what? Check them out today at coachingandleading.org or on Facebook or Twitter at their handle, Coach Lead Win. Vision, coaching, and consulting, because every champion has a coach. TSS family, as you know, we are the fantasy show of the people, and we want to give back to you. So we have lots of fun and, more important, free contests for you to participate in. We have the Vision, Coach, and Consulting's Ultimate Team Challenge. All you have to do is email us at tssfantasy.com, your ultimate team team starting lineup so one quarterback two running back two receivers a tight end a flex and a defense before the kickoff of the nfl regular season nothing to change nothing to look up during the year and it's done by half ppr scoring simple the winner who has the most points wins 300 dollars. i also have my top 10 running back challenge send us your top 10 fantasy running backs we'll also score that by half ppr by the start of the season and the person with the most points will get t- two tickets to join us in Miami in Week 15 versus the New York Jets. We will be. We will also have a pick and pool contest and a survivor pool as well. And as we grab more sponsors, we'll announce prizes for that later. So good luck, everyone, and we look forward to your entries. All right, we'll begin our deep dive into the running backs in the NFC East, and we'll start with the Dallas Cowboys. Nick, what do you have on the Cowboys? Oh, I'm glad that we get to do my favorite team first. Um, so, uh, no, I hate the Dallas Cowboys. That's, that's the number one team that, that I hate the most in this world. So, uh, I'm going to start off with Zeke Fatboy Elliott. Uh, last year, he had a down year. 
He only had 979 yards, six rushing TDs. He had uh, 54 receiving yards and, and two TDs. Here is Dak's, I mean, Zeke's biggest problem. Uh, last season, he had a poor offensive line and no Dak Prescott. So what do they do? Defenses, they stack the box. I don't blame Zeke for having a bad year, only the fact that I had him on my team, and that's why I can't stand him even more. But um, also his other issues are he does put on weight, he does have wear and tear, and he does have off-season problems. Uh, so um, last year he only went over 100 yards twice. Ned, he had 103 yards and 105. He missed a game due to injury or else he would have hit 1,000 a, a yards. Um, I would recommend if, if you get him, pick up Pollard because Pollard – Power can really run the ball when, when he gets his shots. Uh, he only had 101 carries last year, and he's only one serious injury related to Zeke for um, making a full-time player. Overall, Zeke, uh, I have him number two back in the division and number 11 overall. I think Zeke's still top 10 all the way, uh, maybe even top, top six. Um, when we did the mock draft, I think he was always a 6-1 pick. Um, of course, when you don't have your all-star quarterback and you have Lyman Hurt, they're going to stack the box. Mixon's been going through it for years. We talked about it last week. Um, I, but I see him coming back being re revived, basically, because to have one of your buddies back, especially Dak Prescott at the level of play, I I'll be excited, too. I'm like, let's go. And I have my two linemen back. I think we're gonna, we may, he may be top three in, in uh, rushing yards this year. Wow, I gotta follow up these two. <laughs> I think they put everything out there, huh, Jason? No, we let um, you so. <laughs> not much, but uh, follow up, Nick. Nick said he Zeke gets overweight. Have you seen Zeke in camp this year? He's in the lowest weight he's been since Ohio State. The kid is in excellent conditioning. I think he's ready for a bounce back season. I got Zeke ranked seventh right now overall in PPR and standard, but I may put him a little higher after seeing what he's doing in camp this year. So I am higher than all of you, and not just in real life. I mean in the <laughs> rankings. You can draft him. I have Ezekiel Elliott number three overall. Ooh. Wow. Did you know yes, that sir. with an injury plague season, we talked about last year, not him, but with Dak, with Dak Prescott out, Andy Dalton as her quarterback and that whack line that they had last year, he still finished running back number 11, 1,300 all-purpose yards, eight touchdowns. Not so not too shabby with that team. Now you've got your star quarterback back. The line's healthy. Welcome back, Zeke Elliott, numero uno as far as I'm concerned. Definitely somebody to target. All right, let's move on to the New York Giants. Nick, what do you got on the Giants? Target Zeke for extermination. Now, um, so we got we got the man, Saquon Barkley, Penn Stater. All right. Uh, he is <laughs> clear number one. I'm sorry. It's Penn State. Uh, clear number one, first and second year, ran over 1,000 yards and 23 touchdowns. Last year, injury. Um Decent receiver at uh, the backfield, had a career high in 2018 for 721 yards and, and four TDs. Here's my prime concern with uh, Saquon. It's his ACL. First he said, I'm good, I'm ready to go by week one, and now he says, eh, maybe not. All right. Uh, second concern is Daniel Jones. 
Daniel Jones must improve this year because if he can't throw the ball, they're going to stack the box. And then it's going to put more pressure behind um, Saquon to run the ball. Now, I'm going to take a little page out of my personal life. Uh, from, from playing and from coaching football, it doesn't matter what scheme you have. If your offensive line cannot run block, pass protect, pick up the blitz, it does not matter. You will not succeed. It's bottom line. So if the offensive line can't do its job, Daniel Jones cannot throw the ball downfield, cannot run more than 60 yards without falling over, uh, Saquon's going to have a tough year. Overall, I have him number one in the division as running back and number four in my overall rankings. Definitely agree he's the top five running back. Um, I've been hiring the Giants all year. Um, I think with him here, it makes everything better. Uh, Daniel Jones, the, the good part about not having a great run block is that he gets to catch out the backfield. So um, definitely, I would pick him top five in fantasy. I got Saquon in standard leagues number uh, five and in PPR number four. Just because of his ability to catch the ball out the backfield. I think it's going to be a bounce back season for Saquon. I think he's going to have an excellent year. I think he's going to get comeback player of the year. Um, yeah, I'm the high guy again, believe it or not. Number one what? overall, I have Saquon Barkley. I believe he is going to come back with a vengeance. I oh, I see. We've talked. How many times have we talked about the Giants Barkley. offense? How much better they are? How much improved they are? Improvements on the line. Kenny Galladay. Well, as Nick mentioned, got to be there has to be some progression from Daniel Jones, but he's got additions now. So now he's got no more excuses. I see a big, big jump for Saquon, number one overall. Speaking of his ACL, though, want to bring in Dr. Miller for this. Dr. Miller, what is your percent to the bench for Saquon Barkley? Hey, TSS family, don't forget to enter into Commissioner Cooper's Top 10 Running Back Challenge this season. Tell us who you think will be the top 10 running backs in fantasy by the close of Week 14 for your chance to win two tickets to see the New York Jets versus the Miami Dolphins with the TSS crew. Visit TSSFantasy.com today for your chance to win. Gonna give you two answers here. Percent to the bench for Saquon Barkley, 20% to the bench after he takes the field this season. And so with some of the KG answers we've been getting about whether he's gonna be ready for day number one or not, I'm gonna say that once he takes the field, whether that's week one or week three, he'll be 20% to the bench once he starts to play this year. All right, we're going to move on to the Washington football team. I even wrote down Redskins still. I just can't get it out of my head. Nick, what do you got on Washington? Do we have to talk about Washington? Absolutely. Oh, crap. All right, so um, I like Antonio Gibson, but here's my thing with Antonio Gibson. Last year, he only ran the ball for, five, for 795 yards, 11 TDs. Very, very good. But... He only had two 100-yard games, and they were both against Dallas. So that is a concern, okay? Um, the main concern is also he only, had 21, he only had 20 carries as a game high, and that was against the Dallas Cowboys. 
uh, primarily probably because they were they were behind in a, in a lot of games, so therefore they couldn't throw the ball. My estimation is that he needs to get more carries to have a more productive year. Uh, he's in my book. He's number three in the division. He's number ten overall, only because of his TDs. Okay. Uh, the, the other issues for Antonio Gibson um, is J.D. McKissick. Now, J.D. McKissick is behind him, but J.D. McKissick's only uh, contribution is his receiving. Okay, He got 80 receiving uh, receptions last year for a little under 600 yards. Other than that, he's a, he's a total wash. And then you got two guys behind him that are really no threat is Peyton Barber and Lamar Miller. But uh, I like Antonio Gibson. I, I look to draft him at a low-end one, high-end two round. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I say he's a top 10 running back. Uh, I'm really impressed with this division. They got really high running back, three of the top 10. Um, I, I understand what Nick is saying, but he did average .47 yards per carry. So it's not his fault they didn't let him run the ball as much. I think he gets better this year. Patrick is a better quarterback who can also move around and throw, so you have to actually pay attention to Fitzpatrick throwing the ball. So I think he'll get maybe five to seven more carries a game. Uh, definitely top ten running back. Red zone. Red zone. The kid had 11 TDs in the red zone, right? When it matters, when you need someone to score, Gibson is going to get the rock for Washington. Yes, they played from behind a lot last year, but I think with Fitzpatrick on the center, Curtis Samuel and McLaren on the outside as well. They're going to have a better offense, and I think they'll have the lead a lot more, but they'll feed Gibson a lot more. So I have Gibson top 10 in standard and just outside my top 10 at number 12 in my PPR. So I am, you know, I've kind of bought into the Antonio Gibson hype from you guys. You guys have really been high on him, um, which kind of, you know, it's wavered me a bit. Uh, but as I did a little more research, I don't know. I'm, I don't know if I'm going to pull it back a little bit. I currently have him ranked number nine. He's inside my top ten currently. Maybe before the season starts, I might change. As more I looked into it, it looks like he may be in for more of a uh, timeshare than than you think. Mm-hmm. You do have Lamar Miller. You said he's not, but he is something. You got J.D. McKissick. There are people in the mix and. He opted not to um, do anything with his turf toe. So it's very possible that's going to linger into the season. Being that it's an 18-game season as well, or excuse me, a 17-game season as well, they might want to manage his time due to a lingering turf toe injury. So that might be bringing him down a little bit. But those are my thoughts on Antonio. Let's bring in the medical expert, though, and let's talk about that turf toe. Dr. Miller, what's your percent? to the bench for Antonio Gibson. Can we talk a little bit more about the anatomy here of turf toe? Please. So I think turf toe is thrown around a lot, but poorly understood. And I just want to take a moment to describe the anatomy of what's happening. 
and then I'll give you our percent of the bench. So turf toe is essentially a sprain injury of the big toe. If we get into the anatomy, it's between the big toe bone itself and then the little toe bone right there. So between the metatarsal and the phalange of the big toe. And it's a sprain of that ligament. And as far as symptoms go, this is really painful. can be a condition that causes a lot of swelling, a reduction in range of motion, a decrease of strength. As a sprain, too, this can become a chronic situation if not effectively and quickly managed. And I'm a little worried that's what we're getting into with Gibson's toe because he's come out and acknowledged that he's still hurting. If you look at some of his quotes, I think they shed light onto the severity of his turf toe. He said, quote, definitely got to watch and make sure I stay up on my treatment. Definitely watching throughout the time until I'm 100%. And so if I read between the lines there, I think maybe his toe is not all better. And I'm going to say this reappears this season. 85% of the bench. Oof, that's big. Because it's been high on Antonio Gibson and... To your point, um, I remember one of the Miami Dolphins, like, uh, I guess, you know, he was a good receiver, but I think Danny made him, you know, better than what he was. But O.J. McDuffie um, ended up retiring from turf toe. So, yes, it can linger, and that's definitely um, something to be concerned of going into the season. All right, let's move on now to the Philadelphia Eagles. Fly, Eagles, fly, Knicks, Butthole just puckered up because he is about to talk about his team. Ready to get comfy. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> you might want to get some cookies, get some milk. You might be ready, ready to go. Time for your snack Show break. Ball, yeah, take your snack break now. All right. Um, yeah, my birds, uh, I want to talk about Miles Booby Sanders. Okay? That's, that's his Twitter <laughs> handle. Booby Miles. Booby Miles. All right. Miles Sanders. Okay, he had a down year. All right, last year, and I'm going to tell you why in about a minute. Uh, he had 867 yards, six rushing TDs, had 197 receiving yards for a total of 1064. No big deal, right? Well, here's the reason why. I'm going to give him a pass because in 12 games last year, they had terrible O-line play. The Eagles ranked first in this stat. 14 different lineups on the offensive line in 16 games. You can't build any continuity if you have 14 different line changes in a 16-game season. It's just it's just not possible. And two starters missed all of 16. Another two missed eight. So that's why I'm going to give him uh, a low ranking in the division. Uh, he's still improving. Uh, he's Saquon's little brother from Penn State. Okay. But he should have a bounce-back year with Hurts coming off as a major running threat in the RPOs. Uh, My major issue with Booby is his um, fumbles. He lost four last – he had four fumbles last year, and they lost two of them. So uh, I'm going to give him number four in the division up, not by talent, by (laughs) – look here, Mr. Jet. No talent. Um, not by talent. It's by offensive line and personnel, and he is number 14 overall in my rankings. That's a homer. Uh, 14 is way too high. They're a terrible team, terrible quarterback. They have nothing to help this guy. 
He may. I think he's going to be maybe top 20, anywhere between 16 and 20. I would stay away, fantasy-wise, stay away from him. I don't like the team. Let it go. I don't have much to say after what Nick said. I mean, what is there left to say? I'm just going to give my ranking on Miles Gaskins outside my top 20. To rank 22. Sanders. Sanders. I'm sorry. It's terrible. Is, is Booby. It, is Sanders? Booby Sanders. Booby Sanders. Um, He's ranked 22 in standard in PPR for me. Um, they're trash. Sorry. Um, hey, hey, but, but you know what I wanted to say? He said he, he gave him four, right? There's nowhere else to go with him. Like, I mean, right. You can't go against Barkley, Gibson, and and Zeke. I could have made him three. Over who? Antonio Gibson? Gibson. Yeah. I mean, you know, to me, it's about it. Homer. Made it to mine. All right, listen. I, I'll say this. He he does. Yeah, that's true. Listen, and you know, listen. I love boobies at wow. the end of the day, but this is some boobies I'm not really into, and this is the one I'm not really feeling because they're not really too big. They're kind of small. It doesn't really. They don't really do much. And like, no. But at the end of the day, the Eagles. Think of the job done. The Eagles are going to be in situations this year where they're going to primarily be having to play catch up so it's going to be a lot of throwing the ball now does that not mean that in ppr miles sanders may pay off for you sure you might get a lot of those dink and dunks down the field as the defense starts to play prevent at this point so that's what i'd be looking for he finished i believe last year 21 overall i have him 23 this year so right around the same same ballpark and again jalen hurts also one hell of an athlete's gonna eat into his runs as well Hey gang, it's Commissioner Cooper, and if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. First and foremost, it's free. The easy-to-use creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. If we can do it, trust me, you can too. Download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, let's move on to the NFC North. Um, We're going to begin in Minnesota. Minnesota Vikings, Greg, new man on the Minnesota Vikings. What do you think about that running game? Well, first I want to talk about overall in the NFC North. As I was doing my research, this division has to have one of the, the most versatile backs in the league from top to bottom. But let's go with Minnesota, right? You got Dalvin Cook. Probably the best back in the NFC North. The only issue with Dalvin Cook is staying healthy. He's only played in 43 games out of a possible 63. If he stays healthy, he will repeat 1,500 and double digits in TDs. Last year, 1,500 yards, seven total TDs. He's my second-ranked running back in standard and PPR. Make sure if you do draft Cook because of his health issues, Make sure you pick up Madison. Uh, I can't agree anymore with Greg. <laughs> That's my analysis. <laughs> I mean, it is kind of short and sweet when it comes to Dalvin Cook, not for nothing. I love Fred, Dalvin Cook, my number one boy, my number one running back in the NFL. Mm. Um, I last time we talked about Minnesota, I thought really highly of this offense. If I get number one, that's where I'm going. Yeah, um, again, you can't go wrong. If you're in the top 
you know, top five uh, picks and, you know, you have Dalvin Cook in front of you, you cannot go wrong with Dalvin at all. I have him at number four currently. Despite only playing 14 games out of the past two seasons, he's finished RB5 and RB3. Mm. That, listen, you look for in those top picks, you look for consistency. Guys that have done it and consistently have done it, hat's the guy to look for. Now, you brought up brought up injuries so let's bring in our expert dr miller what is your percent to the bench for dalvin cook we're going to take this from two angles if we look at the number of games missed over the past four years he's missed a total of 20 games however he missed 12 games in 2017 5 in 18 2 in 19 and 1 in 20 so He's missing fewer games as his career continues. I'm optimistic that he has a good season and doesn't miss another 12 games. However, he is going to miss some time. 80% Dalvin Cook spends at least one week on the bench. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. If you served in the Vietnam, Gulf War, or post-9-11 eras, you may be eligible for expanded VA benefits. A new law known as the PACT Act provides disability compensation, health care, free toxic exposure screenings, and more to veterans who are exposed to toxins during their military service. You can submit a claim for your PACT Act-related benefits now. Claims received by August 10, 2023 may be paid back to August 10, 2022. Visit va.gov PACT to learn more and file your claim all right let's move on to a fun team to talk about the green bay packers and we're not talking quarterbacks yet let's go <laughs> to the running game greg what you got there like i stated earlier all the running backs in the nfc north can run and also catch the ball out the backfield and aaron jones is probably the most exciting back in the nfc north the only issue with him again Staying healthy. He played in 53 out of a possible 64 games. Last year, he had 14 games with 1,100 yards rushing and 9 TDs, 350 yards receiving, and 2 TDs. The positive side, though, there's no Jamal Williams this year. So nobody to really cut in on the carries except for the thigh master himself, A.J. Dillon. But Aaron Jones, I love him. Just make sure you handcuff A.J. Dillon. He cracks my top 10 in both formats. So draft with confidence when you go with Aaron Jones. Yeah, um, just to piggyback off of what Greg said, I have everything that uh, Greg said was correct. I just wanted to add, he's my number two in the division and number seven overall. And then you do got to worry about um, A.J. Quadzilla Dillon back there uh, filling the Jamal Williams role. And he may be, may be a touchdown vulture going over the goal line. I'm not as high as Aaron Jones. And now that we had that segment about Aaron Rodgers, I'm even less. Um, what? <laughs> what Aaron Rodgers saying, this is, might be the, the, the last dance with, uh, what's his face? Uh, Devontae. Devontae Adams. That makes me believe they're going to throw the ball even more. 
So you got to run the ball. Got to run you, the you, ball. You can run the ball, but look, 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 look at Miles Sanders. I mean, the guy we just talked about with, with uh, for Washington with ten carries a game. It might be the same thing. I mean, their strength is Aaron Rodgers' arm. I think he's a top twelve running back. What? That's what I would have still in the first round. Still in the first round, but I'm not as high as you guys are. I want some of that Kool-Aid that you're drinking. Oh, my God. Freddie's analysis was sponsored by Crown. <laughs> we have to say that, sir. So, um, yeah, I'm actually kind of with Freddie on this. I have, I, Yeah, I have. Well, not with him in the sense of what he just said, but I am with him in Aaron Jones being where he was. I have him ranked 11th. Um, you know, again, now with – I actually disagree. I think with Aaron Rodgers there, it actually makes him – more effective because now, you know, teams aren't going to be looking to stack the boxes. They are, you know, it's Jordan, it's Jordan love, you know, yeah, we're not really worried about you, but Aaron Rodgers, we are definitely worried about you. So again, I think that improves him. He might bump in him to the top 10, maybe, you know, we'll see, but I do like him. I think he's a solid RB one slash low end or high end two is where I have him. All right, now moving on to the Detroit Lions. A real interesting back here. Greg, what's your thoughts on DeAndre Swift? Listen, I try to find something positive to say about Detroit. But even though Swift was the most explosive back for Detroit, he wasn't the lead in Russia. It was actually AP, Adrian Peterson. Swift is another running back from the North that battled injuries last year. Ten total TDs, though. Swift will try to hold off Jamal Williams. They gave Jamal a pretty good contract to bring him into Detroit. And Jamal is a decent receiver as well. Swift is worth drafting on potential, but don't be surprised if William gets all the goal line carries. So if you draft DeAndre, I proceed with caution. Yeah, uh, not to pile on DeAndre, but he had... um... He's the only offense that Detroit has other than TJ Hawkinson. Uh, he's got 521 yards last year, eight TDs, only 100-yard game one time, and that was against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, I have number four in the division, and truth be told, I forgot to rank them over, overall. <laughs> I look at my rankings, I'm like, I can't find them. So we'll just throw them in there. You somewhere didn't forget. In you didn't forget. No, I, I literally forgot. Um, let's just throw them in there somewhere in between 20 and 30 and just call it a day. All right. Fantasy show of the people. That's for sure. <laughs> right. What, what do you think? Fantasy-wise, stay away. Um, they're going to do like they did with the other uh, other running backs with no quarterback. Help. Stack the box. Yep. Not a great line. Nope. Golf was average with a good coach before. This is going to be, like, be really, really bad. Uh, I'm not going to even touch him, even if – he was a seventh round pick. I'm not taking Swift. I don't know why people say Swift, Swift, Swift. I don't like him. Go ahead. Oh, so listen. I for some reason I thought Greg was going there. My fault. So I let it. I let it. You did. I know. My fault. I got lost in the sauce there. All right. So um, I'm gonna say this about Swift. All right. Very. He was very excited. Exciting running back to target last year it was a big talk. But guess what? 500 yards rushing, 400 yards receiving. That's about it. I mean, listen, I like him maybe in PPR as a flex option. You know, that's something to look at. But I think people are betting on him getting a big workload. And I got to tell you, all I can remember when I hear that name, Jamal Williams, I do not remember what game that was, but I do remember him on the sideline prior to the game, bobbing his head, 
getting all excited. And he and he actually ended up starting a game, and man, he went off and he just ran tough. Mm-hmm. So listen, oh they need they need and they're looking for that type of runner in Detroit. I hate to tell you, that's the culture they're building. So I have a feeling, a sneaky little feeling, Jamal Williams is gonna be the starter before too long. But I have him ranked number 22 right now, DeAndre Swift. Dr. Miller, I'm going to bring you in on this one because it would be interesting if Swift does get hurt if Jamal Williams becomes that lead guy. So what is your percent to the bench for DeAndre Swift? Concussion injuries are something that we've talked about before on the show. Concussions beget concussions. Concussions will make you injury prone to future concussions. Missed a game last season with one. I fear he's going to miss another this game, this season with one. DeAndre Swift, 65% of the bench, probably going to be a head injury. Hey, Flander fans. This is Nick. You got Flander from TSSFantasy.com. Do you ever find yourself needing financial help and don't know where to turn and you live in the New York area? Well, Shelton Financial Management LLC is your answer because they do all of the following audits, reviews, and in addition to bookkeeping, business consulting, tax prep, and much, much more, they do it all. To contact them for your financial business needs, you can find Shelton Financial Management LLC right here on Facebook or directly at the following number, 585-376-0574 and on the web at sheltonfinancialmanagementllc.com. Shelton Financial Management LLC is our number one pick for our financial needs. Now moving on to Chicago and the Chicago Bears. David Montgomery. He's another interesting guy. What do you th- what do you thoughts on uh, David? Listen, David Montgomery is an interesting back, and the reason why he's so interesting is because. His play is going to be dictated who is the quarterback. Dave Montgomery had 1,000 yards last year, over 400 yards receiving, and 10 TDs. I don't know why Matt Nagy doesn't see what everybody else sees and not just come out and start Justin Fields. Justin, I have, I have Montgomery ranked right now 21st, but if Fields is the starter, I would put him all the way up to 15. Montgomery's a talented back. He catches. He runs. And that offense, you got Allen Robinson on the outside. You got Jimmy Graham on the inside on the slot. That could be very, very well for Montgomery. But, again, Matt Nagy, if you ever happen to jump on TSS podcast, did you see the Cowboys last year? Did you see Dalton? Fields. And offense will take off. Well, funny you mentioned Dalton because he is their QB1. Uh, as soon as he signed the contract, they went on Twitter and said, QB1. Okay. So uh, last year, you know, Montgomery had a little over 1,000 yards, eight TDs. He's the only ground attack that they have. Um, he's going to get better. I, I believe in this kid. I think he's going to do a lot better barring injury and, of course, better offensive line play. Um, behind him, Tariq Cohen, he's coming off an, an ACL injury, may, might not be there uh, for a while. And then you got Damian Williams. So I'm going to rank. David Montgomery, number three in the division, and number 18 overall. Nice. Um, I love David Montgomery, to be honest. Um, that would be my pick ahead of the last guy, Swift, whatever. Of course. Um, 
Matt Nagy, Nagy, he said the other day that he wants Montgomery to get 20 carries per game this season. The reason why he said that is they wrote him the end of last, the final three games of the last season. He had 32, 23, and 22 carries. So he finally figured out if you run the ball and it works, you get to go to the playoffs. You got to be ahead by in points before you do that. But they wrote him the last three games so they know it works. Now, obviously, if you got Andy Ball in the statue, it ain't going to work. You want to put fields in so they can have two different types of runners. <laughs> and and I think David Montgomery is going to be top 10 running back. Ooh, wow. That's, that's a Bull big call. prediction. Oh, that's a real bull one. All right. So, yeah, David Montgomery is one of those guys that I'm kind of like, I get in between on. But I actually have him ranked exactly where you have him, Nick. I have him ranked 18th. Um, he had a rough start last year. Um, they were, you know, but he still ended up being running back number six, believe it or not. He could end up being number six again. Uh, although they do have Tariq Cohen back, might eat into a little bit. Like you mentioned, it all depends on the quarterback play. If Justin Fields comes into play, uh, big things could happen for Montgomery in that offense. All right, let's move on now to the Dirty South, the NFC South, and we'll start with the New Orleans Saints. Fred, what you got on Alvin Kamara? Number two running back in the draft. That's what I think, right after Dalvin Cook. He does it all, 5.0 yards per carry, 932 yards with 16 touchdowns, plus 756 yards receiving with five touchdowns. There's nothing more you can ask for a running back to do. Now, my only concern is Drew Brees is not there. I don't know how much that's going to hurt him. I don't care. He's still, <laughs> if I got the number two pick and Dalvin Cook goes, I'm going with Kamara. I agree. Kamara's my top running back in all formats, PPR standard. Kamara led the team in receiving and rushing last year. And I think they're going to ride on him again because that quarterback situation has not been sorted out so far this season. And no Michael Thomas for the first six games. Alvin Kamara, draft with confidence. You know, it, it's funny. He had 16 rushing TDs and five receiving TDs. He's never had 1,000 yards rushing or receiving in his career, but always in a top five rate, uh, running back every year. His production does depend on the quarterback. Uh, I have him number two in the division, number five overall, and... You need to, if you draft him, you better draft Latavius Murray as your as your handcuff. All right, so I have him currently ranked six, but again, this stuff kind of goes on and on. I actually might bump him a little lower. I mean, let's think about this. Last year, he ran under a thousand yards and had under a hundred yards receiving, but he still finished RB two. Why? Twenty one touchdowns. Fresh. That's insane. That's, that's not happening again, guys. I hate to tell you that. Six TD. What was that game? Um, Three. The, what, what do you have that big game that he had? Like, you know, ridiculous amount. Four or five touchdowns. It's not happening again, guys. I hate to tell you. Kamara will not produce what he did last year. And now bring in Michael Thomas. The uns- We don't even know who's quarterback in this team. Sorry, I'm not a big believer in Alvin Kamara this season. They signed Chris Hogan. Ooh. Hey guys, it's Mitch Lopez, your local farmer's insurance agent. As hurricane season approaches, is your homeowner's insurance going to make the cut? Are they charging you more for your renewal or even worse, canceling you? If so, I think it's time to put your insurance company on the bench 
and make Mitch Lopez Farmers Insurance your number one pick for all of your insurance needs. You can reach me at 407-603-7366 or you can follow me on Facebook at Farmers Insurance, Mitch Lopez, IG, Mitch Lopez underscore Farmers Agency, or you can check my website at Farmers Insurance, Mitchell Lopez Jr. All right, let's move on to the Carolina <laughs> Panthers. Kept skipping on to that. Let's move on to the Carolina Panthers, where one of the big dogs from last year lies, Christian McCaffrey. What are your thoughts on uh, CMC? Very good player. <laughs> uh, Expert in that. Hey, thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. I'm excited because I don't know about his injury history. Like last year, he was injured. It came back injured again. Mike Davis got basically got a starting job because McCaffrey was injured and people got to see him. I still think he's going to be pivotal with in, in Carolina because Sam Darnold has to do something. So if it ain't Robbie Anderson, it's going to be McCaffrey all the time. Uh, but to me, he's in second in the division. Kamara, McCaffrey. Uh, I can't really give a good analysis because I, I can't really feel for a guy in his injury history. I'm, 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 I'm kind of glad you brought up his injury. That's the first year he's been injured. The kid's been in the league for four years. And for his four years, he's been a starter for the first three, played all 16 games the first three seasons. I don't see him, him having a repeat of last year. I got him ranked number three overall um, in all formats. I think CMC is going to have a big year, bounce back year, especially with them having Darnold under center. They're going to have to rely on this kid, dink and dunk, and hand off the ball to him. Uh, yeah. So, again, with the injury, it was only his – Basically, his his only injury, 2019, he was 14, uh, he was eight yards shy of a 2,000 yard all purpose season. What year? 2019. 2019. Okay. Year before. Year before. And and to add 19 touchdowns with that. Uh, my main concern is, like you guys said, uh, re injury and the defense stack in the box. She got Sam Darnold back there. Um, I don't know. I'm not I'm not sold on that yet, but. It's a little confusing. It is. It's very confusing. Um, but I do think that he's the number one back in the division, and I do have him ranked number two overall. All right. So, uh, man, Christian McCaffrey. So I'm a little butthurt over yeah, over Christian. I In my bigger leagues, I had somehow drew number one pick in both leagues and rolled the dice on Christian McCaffrey last season. So, unfortunately, that really bit me. Um, so I have a little bit of reservations on him. However, when looking at his stats, he is the man, the Alpha Omega. I have him currently as four, but he could merge his way up a little f- higher as we go. The one thing I will say, and I just want to say it because it's fun, Chubba Hubbard. That's, that's <laughs> the handcuff to get. I don't. I, when we talked about this way back when someone brought the name up, I was like, who? And now that I see it, I love it. Chubba Hubbard, if you draft CMC, make sure you handcuff yourself. Trust me, buyer beware from last year. Now, speaking of injury, though, let's talk about his his injury history. And let's go to Dr. Miller. What is your percent to the bench for Christian McCaffrey? He got you last year. Ugh, he did. So I think this would have been a better year to take him early. We've talked about him extensively on this show. 
He's dealt with a high ankle sprain. He's dealt with a separated shoulder, which is a AC separation. Um, but I feel good about him having had some time to rest, even though both of those situations can become chronic. I'm optimistic he plays the whole season. Christian McCaffrey, 30% to the bench. All right, now on to the dirty, dirty, the Atlanta Falcons. Fred, what do you got on Mike Davis? Well, like you said, in one of my bigger leagues, I actually (laughs) uh, had Mike Davis on my team, and he worked wonders for me. Problem is, he's shot off fast and then slowed down. Now, he only averaged 3.9 yards per carry, while McCaffrey averaged obviously way more. So that goes to tell me, like, okay, was it just they didn't know what it was about and, and they figured him out? So I have him as probably the lowest running back in the division, the fourth best, top somewhere between 12 and 16. Um, he has to show me that he can do, um, prove that he can actually run the ball and do well. I'm kind of high on Mike Davis this year. Not as high to put him in my top 10, but I think within Atlanta, he's going to have a decent season. He's never rushed for over a thousand yards. He's never had the backfield to himself in his whole career. So I think this is the year he actually goes over a thousand yards, has about 400 yards receiving. I have him currently ranked 15th overall in both formats, but I think he's going to have a pretty decent year. You could put him as your RB2 slash RB3 and maybe a flex. Greg, uh, I couldn't disagree with you more. Uh, I don't think Mike Davis is that good. Uh, hell, he only had 642 yards and six TDs last year. Uh, he, he had a game high, 19 carries, like one game. Um, his game high was 89 yards rushing. I have him number five in the division and number 23 overall. I don't think he's that, that good. Like, like Freddie said, he shot out a cannon and then that was it. Nick, I really appreciate I appreciate the sound effects. Those are definitely you said, you said you had him ranked five in the division? Five. There's only four teams. Like you got him behind a backup. I have him behind a backup. Wow. Backup? Yeah, Tampa Bay. Got it. Oh, it yeah. gotta be. All right, all right. All right. Well let's let's go. Let's <laughs> let's see what the commissioner thinks. All right, Mike Davis. I'll be perfectly honest with you. I'm not entirely sure what to make of him. He's twenty eight, getting his first shot. He alluded to that. Or sorry, Greg alluded to that. Um, so a first in a big, pretty big play offense. I mean, you got Matt Ryan, you got Pitts, um, you got Calvin Ridley. This still is a big play offense that could definitely put up points. Um, so I got him 15th. He was, um, 18th last year and that was splitting with Gurley. Like you said, he was under 700 yards and he had 400 yards receiving one quick note. I know we talked about AJ Dillon, but whatever you're doing right now, Google Mike Davis's quads. Trust me, I'm not you will. Squads. You will be happy when we you might be transitioning to, to a different show. It's the quad. It's the quad show. All right. So anyway, I'm I'm thinking fourth or fifth round for Mike Davis. I think you know he's a good RB two. Honey, I'm home. What's that amazing smell? Did you make my favorite cobbler? I sure the hell did not, honey. It's my new candle, Blueberry Cobbler. Where did you get such an amazing smelling candle? Oh, 407 Candles. I found them on Facebook and they have an Instagram too. When I did my daily shopping, I found out they have some other wonderful scents as well. 
Honey, when you make me a sandwich later, afterwards we must go online and check out all their wonderful scents. Oh, honey, you will starve because I won't make that sandwich, but yes, let's do that. Well, at least it'll smell good. All right, let's move on to the champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Let's go. We're going to start with Fournette, actually, I guess. That's who they have scheduled as a starter. What are your thoughts on the running back situation? I see that as well. I have Fournette as a starter, but Ronald Jones had all the yards and touchdowns last year. So, obviously, we all know Tampa Bay's defense and Brady set the tone. Running backs are secondary. Um I don't know how they have Fournette starting first. I don't. I, I guess if he is a starter, he'll still be the third best over Mike Davis. Um, I'm a little bit confused. I would start Ronald Jones, keep Fournette healthy as a secondary. I love Ronald Jones. I had Ronald Jones last year. He kept me somewhat afloat. But if you watch the Bucks, you never know what Bruce Arians is going to do. You never know if he's going to give it to Ronald Jones or he's going to give it to Fournette. Because Fournette plays a lot of the passing downs. And Ronald Jones is the smaller back, but he gets a lot of the goal line carries. So if you were to morph them together, oh, you got a top 10 running back. But individually, I have to rank 30th, 30th and 31st <laughs> right behind each other. Wow. So I am not touching Tampa Bay because you don't know what to expect. And that's the problem with Tampa Bay. It's, it's very similar to what Bill, Tom had in New England. You don't know. So Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When I deployed, I didn't realize that even the air I was breathing was dangerous. Since coming home, I've watched friends get sick and struggle to get the support they deserve. But now, that's finally changing. We're eligible for new VA health care and benefits based on when and where we served. Even though I feel okay, I'm going to apply. For my sake and for my family. Learn more and apply today. Visit va.gov slash p-a-c-t. Roll the dice and pray. All right. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm in agreement with the both of you guys. Uh, for, the, for you young bucks back there uh, <laughs> listening, if, if you're too young, you can, you can Google Warwick Dunn and Mike Allstott because this is exactly what this reminds me of. Uh, Warwick Dunn would run up and down the field, and they get down the two- or three-yard line, and then they bring in the A-train. So um, this is what this reminds me of. But to what Greg's point says, uh, Bruce Arians, he he loves him some Rojo. So uh, he had 979 yards, 9 TDs in 14 games. His his highest game was, was 192 yards against Carolina. That's why I have Rojo ranked number three in the division, number 26 overall. And then when Leonard Fournette is healthy and when he decides he wants to play, he's he's pretty good. Uh, he had 367 yards and uh, six TDs. And the thing is, whoever's got the hot hand, that's who's getting the ball. I'd say it's a dicey high round pick. 
real quick, Jason. He brought up the 192 game. Yeah, he got 90 yards off of one carry. <laughs> just one. Right. No, trust me. I had him that game. I was. Mm-hmm. As, woo! That's how you know. But right. if you do math. Yes. He still had 100 yards. He still had over 100 yards. Okay. They're great. They're great. Listen, you're right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we're talking fantasy, obviously. And listen, this is chaos. I can't. I don't like this backfield at all. You, we don't know. Like as Nick, all of you alluded to, they're gonna ride the hot hand. We don't know what hot hand's gonna be hot. I mean, how the hell are we supposed to know? So until there is some type of, um, I hate to say injury, but injury or something that uh, that prevents one from going. I don't, I don't have much for this backfield. Last year, they finished 39 and 15, respectively. Um, but I expect, I have Leonard Fournette number 31, Ronald Jones around 32, around the same, same. I expect them both to be around the same base. I just can't tell. Now, when we're talking about injury, though, let's bring in Dr. Miller. What is your percent to the bench for Leonard Fournette? I like Leonard Fournette. I don't like what I'm about to say. This guy's got a history of at least four or five right ankle sprains dating back years. That right ankle is going to put him on the bench. 95% of the bench unless he's load managed properly. Wow. Okay. Well, that'll make things a little more interesting in the Bucks backfield. Concluding our deep dive into the running backs, let's go into the NFC West. Let's begin with the Arizona Cardinals, a huge offense to watch this year. However, I have, as I began to research and look into these teams, I have officially flip-flopped on Chase Edmonds. Mm. He was receiving the hype earlier this offseason. We talked about him a few times. Looked like he could be in line for a huge workload. But now as I'm looking at it more, it looks like more of a timeshare with him and James Conner, who not for nothing was a Pro Bowl caliber running back a few years ago, had a solid season last year with a subpar offensive line. Edmonds will have his set role. Um, We'll have him, I think he'll be doing that 10 to 15 touches per game, but he's never going to step into massive workload that push him into top 24 consideration over where I have him. So furthermore, Kyler Murray will air it out, as we know, as well as gain his fair share of rushing yards himself. The Cards will have an explosive offense, which is why he does have value, uh, but I'm looking at him as more of an RB3 guy. So I have him ranked number 24. Greg, what are your thoughts? I, you know I'm high on Chase. I like Chase, but Chase is not um, top 15. Chase is in my standard format. He's 18. and No, PPR is 18. Standard, he's 21, I believe. What I'm scared of with Arizona is James Conner. You, you mentioned that he's a pro bowler. He's going to get all the red zone carries because he's the bigger back. Last year, James Conner has 700 yards rushing and eight TDs, I believe. Let me make sure. No, six TDs. So, like you said, it's going to be um, the, what we like to throw around, the thunder to the lightning. So, yeah, I, if you're going to draft Chase, like I always say, proceed with caution. Yeah, you've been pretty high on Chase Edmonds or since the, since the podcast started. And I, and I haven't really agreed with you, and I still don't. Um, I don't like the backfield. Kyler Murray runs the ball a lot. And that's my biggest thing. I, I, I mean, if I took him, it would probably be like my flex position, my running back three. 
But I don't believe in him. I don't believe in Connor. It's all Kyler Murray. Uh, what they said. Um, pretty, much, <laughs> pretty much. I mean, like again, you know, they said it. Um, Chase Edmonds, eh, 850 total yards, five five TDs. I do have him now as number two in the division uh, because it's not a very strong division for for running backs. I think it's actually the weakest one. Uh, he's 16 overall. James Conner will come in, and he's going to split carries. He's going to get the short yardage, red zone, TD, vulture. Uh, James Conner's best year was 2018. He had 973 yards running the ball and 12, 12 TDs. I know that because he's a former Pittsburgh Steeler. And I have James Conner as actually the, the, the fifth best running back in the division and number 35 overall. So, yeah, Dr. Miller. I want to bring you in for Chase because we've talked about can he have handle a heavy workload. What is your percent to the bench on Chase Edmonds? Go ahead and draft him. 30% to the bench. Hey, TSS family, it's Commissioner Cooper. And when anyone on our crew has a special event or just needs to freshen up a bit, we go see our boys at Underground Cuts, located at 1005 West Oak Ridge Road, Suite 6 in Orlando, Florida. Give Rob a call today at 407-858-0880. Mention TSS Fantasy or do that annoying Jets chant and receive a free soda compliments of TSS Fantasy. to LA, the LA Rams. And now instead of Cam Akers, we're talking about Daryl Henderson. I have him currently ranked at number 20. Never want to see a guy get hurt and especially a guy like Cam Akers. Henderson doesn't have the same upside though as Akers, so we're not going to see him ranked as high. Um, he's not going to see the heavy total targets through the air. Uh, but he should see enough compliment um, on his uh, ground game that should over uh, should at least uh, put him in top 20 consideration. My concern is that Henderson is really more of a change of pace back. So his overall workload this season probably won't look like Akers' workload. Last year when he was on the field, he just really wasn't able to provide that kind of explosion you want to see, which is probably a big part of why Akers ended up playing so much at the end. However, with no one currently behind him, he is set to have one of the bigger uh, workloads in the NFL as it stands. Uh, with the projected leap in this offense that's supposedly about to take, Henderson's worth viewing as a mid-range RB2 with incredible upside. Greg, thoughts? I got Henderson ranked 23 in both formats, um, just outside the top 20, but I like the work that he did when he had the backfield to himself last year, but I don't think that the L.A. Rams are going to go into the season with Daryl Henderson as their only back. So there's some names being thrown out there like Le'Veon Bell, I think would be a good fit. But I think Henderson would have a decent season. I don't see him as high as an RB2, Jason, maybe a flex, but you get decent production out of him. I actually like Daryl Henderson. Of course you would. Um, I, I, do, you would. <laughs> I do. I do. I I think the Rams are going to run the ball a lot. Um, I like him better than the last than Chase Edmonds. As a matter of fact, um, I would definitely take him to be my RB two flex. 
Nick? <laughs> that was all Fred had to say. There's not too much. Fred is busy looking at videos. And they're, and they're not suitable for children. Um, I don't know, man. Daryl Henderson, no. Uh, 624 yards, five TDs, split time with a three-headed backfield last year. Um, like Greg says, they're going to bring in somebody else. So right, right now he's sitting in a running back room of one. And they're not going to go into the season with that. He's he's my number four in the division by by default, and he's number thirty one overall, and which he he could be dropping. All right, let's move on to the San Francisco 49ers. Um, boy, this is an interesting backfield here. <laughs> Currently, um, they have Raheem Mozart is the starter. I have him ranked number twenty five. He expected, expected to be the lead back, lead the way if he's healthy, but it's not a guarantee he'll stay healthy. Mozart's only played a total of 31 games over the past three seasons, and the 49ers know that they can't re- really rely on him to start all 16 games. Last year, he was splitting carries with Jeff Wilson, and they both rushed for around 600 yards last year. This might be a repeat, um, but if not for the hurt Jeff Wilson, however, they did draft and they're high on Trey Sermon. The 49ers are really high on him and used a a good pick to select uh, Sermon. So to start the season, Mozart could produce some solid numbers for you. So it's somebody to look out in the beginning of the season, but make sure that you handcuff him with Sermon because eventually they see the rookie taking over. Also, if Trey Lance gets a starting nod um, by the middle of the year, he's also likely to eat in some of the rushing attack as well. Greg, your thoughts on this backfield? Hot mess. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Hot mess. San Francisco is a frustrating team when it comes to the backfield you're not sure who's going to start um even though most start is the big name the actual leader rush last year was jeff wilson with 600 yards rushing and um seven tds is he still there he's still there he's still there so i'm not sure what to make out of the backfield i mean i got most are ranking them uh 27 overall in both formats but if i was you stay away stay away from this whole division it's boring <laughs> I mean, we goes. went from three divisions, but we there had top running back. We were excited. <laughs> and we come to this to end it. Bro, we're trying. We're, we're trying. We are really trying. We're trying. Yeah. <laughs> um, stay away from all San Francisco running backs. You're not even worthy of the flex. Um, I'm done. I think Brandy Ayuk is in the backfield, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he may be. Uh, Mostert, 
Mostert's good for like the first three seat, uh, the first three games, uh, four or five games tops. Um, Trey Sermon's going to be he's going to be the starter by I'm going to say by week six. Uh, but there's really I'm not expecting a whole lot out of San Francisco this year. All right. Well, not much to go around for Raheem Mostert. So let's talk to Dr. Miller, because if he goes out, possibly a, a single role for Trey Sermon, what is your percent to the bench for Raheem Mozart? Don't have any strong feelings about him. So I'm going to choose the safe answer here that I've done a couple of times in the last few weeks and say league average 62% to the bench. All right. That's that's decent. That's a, that's decent for him, believe it or not. Ooh, that smells so good. What'd you guys get? I got the Rasta pasta. It's really good. What'd you get? I got the shrimp and white rice. It's covered in this amazing jerk sauce. Did you know it's their signature jerk sauce that they actually make here? And we're taking a bottle home. I got the jerk chicken. I'll give you some of mine if you let me try yours. No, I'm not sharing this. This is all mine. And I'm already done. Wow. And don't forget, if you're looking for a Jamaican cuisine, real spicy, finger-licking good, check out Irie Vibes at 313 Central Avenue, Albany, New York. Remember, that's where the licking is good. All right, now going up to Seattle. And I have to make a quick point and totally disagree with both Nick and Fred this is by far not the worst running back division in the league. Let's move closer to the AFC East, mm-hmm. and that's where you have some really horrible running backs. Jason Akunker. Thank you. We have here Chris Carson. I mean, Chris Carson is a great PPR or and or standard running back. He's one of the few workhorses that we have left in the game. He was running back 16th last year, missed, and he missed several games. Carson has yet to play a 16-game season in his NFL career. Um, his running style is one of the reasons why he's so successful in the NFL, but it's also the main reason why he fails to remain healthy each season. So as long as he stays healthy and on the field, he's going to be an incredibly reliable option for fantasy football. So let's keep him healthy, obviously. Um, he could potentially be your running back one at some point. He finished running back um, nine in 2019 with 1,500 all-purpose yards and 11 touchdowns. That was the year he stayed healthy. So he's going to be he's going to be a reliable option for you. I believe if he falls to you, you should definitely take him with confidence. Greg, what is your thoughts on Chris Carson? I'm glad you brought up the injuries. He played in only 45 out of a possible 64 games. The injuries are what is what holds back Chris Carson from reaching his full potential. I have him ranked 18th in standard formats and 20th in my PPR. Um, I like Chris Carson. He's a talented back. He's big. He's strong. He gets the job done. But his biggest issue is can he stay on the field? I totally disagree about this division being the worst. At least you got Damian Harris and Miles Gaskin. Chris Carson never ran the ball more than 17 times in a game, and he only did it once. Uh, the other two times was 16, and that's it. Never about that. Um, I, I, I think, I mean, hopefully they let him run the ball because I think Seattle will be a lot better. But I don't see it happening. Worst division for running backs. Goodbye. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, Nick, follow that. <laughs> I'm going to try. 
Uh, yeah. Again, uh, Chris Carson, this is supposed to be his big breakout year. Uh, again, by default, uh, he's the number one back in the division. Um, yeah, I have him at number 12 overall. But watch out for a, for a sneaky pick of DJ Dallas because he may sneak up and be the number two back because everyone's been saying for years, Rashad Penny, Rashad Penny, Rashad Penny. Rashad Penny, I don't think he's even touched the field in about uh, two years. So I'm going to say watch out for DJ Dallas. I do have to disagree. Rashad Penny is looking good in camp. They say right. he's looking good. He's healthy. I they just, say I'm that just every, saying, year. every year. I know. I'm just <laughs> saying what the experts are saying. So I just have to circle back around to Fred because he made a, a point. I don't know what dumb stat you brought up, but let me let me bring up the stat to you because I already read it, but I'm going to read it again. Oh, boy. He, in 2019. He finished running back number nine, fifteen hundred all-purpose yards, eleven touchdowns. Miles Gaskin and Damian Harris ain't <laughs> sniffing that. So just to let you know. Okay, that two years ago, I was great when I was twenty at basketball. <laughs> <laughs> but were you? 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 The older you get, the better you work. Ah, that's, that might be what it is. Now, talking about getting older and injuries, let's go to Dr. Miller for his percent <laughs> to the bench on Chris Carson. Hey, he's missed some time each of the past two seasons with uh, some unrelated issues, hip fracture, sprained foot. Do expect that he's going to miss a little bit of time this season. 80% to the bench, which, again, if you've been listening to the show, you realize that all of our backs collectively – are likely to miss at least one game. 62% of running backs in the NFL are going to miss a game in any given season. So Chris Carson, 80%, just slightly more likely than the average back. That's right, TSS family. It's time for Mary Jane Sidebar. Let's welcome to the studio the beautiful Mary Jane Cooper Esquire. Hi, everyone. Thank you for having me. We appreciate you being here as the Deshaun Watson saga continues to turn. Boy, are we interested in what is going on with Mr. Deshaun. What is the latest? All right, well, the latest is that a statement was released on Monday by Deshaun's lawyer stating that uh, he wanted to confirm that there are 10 criminal complaints filed with the Houston Police Department. Uh, eight of those 10 are women who are involved in the pending civil suits, and two are not known um, parties that are not involved in the civil suits. Um, those criminal complaints are being investigated by the Houston Police Department, but there's no grounds on that yet. Uh, there's no warrant, there's no um, filing of charges or anything like that as of yet. Um, as we all know, there are those 22 civil suits that are just pending. Uh, they're set for depositions in September, but there's no new grounds on that. Um, the NFL uh, did say that they were working hand-in-hand -hand with the Houston Police Department and that they were going to um, continue their investigation after the criminal investigation concludes. So with all that going on, the TSS family really would like to know, do you think the NFL might uphold any restrictions during camp and or during the NFL season? 
Okay, well, with regard to camp, I do not think so. I don't think so because the NFL did release a statement saying that um, although these pending complaints and civil suits are there, um, that they're not putting any restrictions on Watson. He's eligible to participate in team activities, to report to camp, um, etc. There's no blocking of trades or anything like that. He's not been put on the exempt list. Um, so at this point right now, no. And if this stays the status quo, I don't foresee any change in that from the NFL. So unless there are some serious moves that are made, like criminal charges that wind up getting filed, I don't foresee any restrictions being placed on Watson by the NFL. Well, we do appreciate that, and as the saga continues, it seems like almost weekly, we'd like to have you in to get your take on this unique situation in the NFL. Yeah, we, of course. We do appreciate you having you in studio. Thank you for having me. Welcome to the island. Island Pepper Skincare Products. Love your skin your way. Stop by today at islandpeppaskincare.com to look at our variety of products for both men and women. Because in the islands, the pepper is always black. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate you. We're going to close this out. But before we do, I finished last show with a commissioner's corner and I have another one for this show. As commissioner of a league, you have many decisions to make. Rules of your league, how much your entry fee should be, what owners you keep, etc., etc. The season... Many this season, excuse me, many commissioners are trying to figure out what to do with the extra week the NFL has blessed upon us. Some are adding an extra regular season game. Some are adding an extra playoff week, which means they're expanding their playoffs. Some are doing nothing at all over concerns how teams will handle playing time down the stretch. And it's those commissioners I want to talk to. If your age range is 65 and up, I get the hesitancy to try something new. You're old, you're set in your ways, you're afraid of change, I get it. However, if you're below this age group, then please start heading to Perkins now for the early bird special. The fantasy gods have blessed us with an extra game this year. That's reason for excitement, rejoice, hallelujah. Other than the close of football season itself, there's nothing more depressing than all the excitement of fantasy season going away. We now have an opportunity to extend the fun. Since the season always ends around Christmas, I think it's fitting to ask all of you, why be the Grinch that ended fantasy season? <laughs> and with that, we'll do it. TSS family from me and the TSS crew, we appreciate you and we are out. Do, do, do. <laughs> 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 